This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. It is roundtable time. Victoria was responsible for setting up the roundtable this week. It's going to be uh, of of your many jobs. This will be your your responsibility. It's okay. The rest of the way, I'm tired of calling these people. (laughs) Uh, Actually, that's not true. I I absolutely love all of the people that we have on to do these things because it's fun. Uh, We get to talk about a lot of different things, and we get to make fun of each other, and that's what we're all here for. Uh, but I, well, I, I know one of them now because somebody can't keep a secret. Oh, no. But that's all. I, I knew that's that was okay. going to happen. Yeah. I, I kind of anticipated it. <laughs> I knew it. that it was going to be good. I anticipated it. So uh, let's uh, let's do the roundtable. Camelot. Camelot. It's only a model. <laughs> the only surprise was that my friend Josh Graham... Sports Hub Triad at Josh Graham Radio on Twitter didn't also tweet out who the other guest was. Oh, boy. He probably didn't know. That's okay. Hi, Josh. How are you? I have no idea who the other guest is. Otherwise, I would have. Otherwise, you would have. Exactly. Which is, uh, I kind of knew. Well, let's see. If it's going to be Josh, I'll just look at my Twitter timeline. Boom. There he is. All right. Now, uh, I got to find out who the other person is. Who's the other victim? Hey, how are you? It's uh, Slack from... Uh, oh, ESPN. my man, Randy. Yes. So I was confused. You said tweeting. I was like, dang, did I tweet that I was going to be on the Adam Gold Show? I was I was a little confused. There, I, was, so. I was actually secretly hoping it would be you, too. Uh, we could have Aww. so much fun. It was. You're two of my favorites, all-time favorites. Uh, I'm not going to rank you like the two of you, because honestly... I think you just did. I just said you're two of my all-time favorites. You're in the top ten. It depends 10. on who wins the World Cup. You that's, are... that's who you decide who, who the oh, That's true. Slack. We started the World Cup. He said that it was going to be France, and I said it was going to be Argentina. Are you Here serious? Are. Did you really pick Argentina, Graham? I picked Argentina, but it also offsets because I may or may not have said that Maradona was still alive the last time. Oh, that's right. So, that's right. So Which it's is offset. Very like, un- I, I was right, and then I was dead wrong literally about well, something. Very, very unfortunate about uh, about Maradona. Who I, You know what? Who, who who among us would be surprised if Maradona just wanted to just lay low for a while? Uh, all right. Well, I guess we're going to start with the World Cup. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't really mean anything like that. Uh, all right, Slack. Tell me why France is winning this tomorrow, or Sunday, rather. Uh, you know, I used to do radio in Pittsburgh, and one of Mike Tomlin's best Mike Tomlinisms was been there, done that. France has been there, done that team. They won the last one. They returned a lot of their guys, and they're going to win this time. Honestly, I wasn't even really that committed to France until Josh was like, if France wins, I'll buy you a beer. I don't even drink beer, but I want that beer from Josh and I'm going to pour it out onto my yard just to prove that I am victorious. Wow, you're going to pour a beer onto a perfectly good beer onto your yard. Uh, what do you drink instead? I mean, a beer is we can substitute a beer. Yeah, we could do uh, that. I'm not really much of an alcohol guy, but if I do, I like a nice Maker's Mark on the rocks. Oh, very nice. So it's a it's a, yeah. it's a Maker's Mark on the rocks for uh, for Randy if France wins. By the way, it's not quite the same side that France is putting out there on the pitch that they did four years ago. No N'Golo Kante, um, 
no Paul Pogba. I mean, they are they are no Kareem Benzema. They are missing. Actually, Benzema wasn't there either. I think wasn't Benzema still serving the suspension? He had been suspended for two World Cups. Josh is shaking his head like, what the hell is Gold talking about here? France is missing about four players who probably would be in their first eleven. Uh, and that, they're sick, which is a little nerve-wracking for me. Yeah, I, I read something about it today. I think the illness part of this is a little bit uh, a little bit overblown. Uh, I think they're all they're healthy enough to uh, to give it a go. All right, Graham, tell me why Argentina's winning this. Well, they have this guy called Lionel Messi, who's pretty darn good. And even when he's not scoring, it's just the impact he has on the game that's so incredible to watch as somebody who grew up watching the sport and loving the sport and playing the sport. I've never seen anybody who has been as impactful on the, on the plus end of the field as Messi is. And it's hard not to get suckered into the storyline when you talk about his last Mm. world cup and getting to win for the first time since Maradona did so such a long time ago in the first world cup that Maradona hasn't been with us. That's, that's oh now, really, now you really... are all in on the what the Maradona timeline. <laughs> Miss me with your Maradona uh, facts here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, I, it's it really just goes back to that though, where Argentina, you just know the way that they're able to counterpunch. If France mm-hmm. relaxes for even a little bit, it's just into the back of your net immediately, and the way that Messi can create, you just know that's good for one potentially two goals even if he's not the one scoring on either attempt. It's that's it's going to be such an entertaining final. I can't wait to watch it Sunday morning. You know, jo- Josh, you actually are making me believe that you that you do really watch the sport because that is Argentina's that, that's the way they would w- they will win this if they do. Is that France has the best offensive attack uh, of the of the of the teams that got to the round of sixteen, France is either the best or the second best offensive team there. Argentina is by far the best defensive side of the of all sixteen that advanced out of the group, and the way they will score, they have they have gone defense to offense better than any team in this entire tournament, and that's where they will. If they win it, that's how it's going to happen. They turn defense to offense better than any team in this entire thing. I think they have, look, both goalkeepers are world-class. They're both Premier League goalkeepers. I know Lloris uh, plays for Spurs higher up in the table, but Martinez is awesome, and you know he plays at Aston Villa. They are very, very good, uh, both of them, but I think there's a little edge to Argentina in uh, in. You know, in goal, but um, I'm with I, my heart wants Messi um, because I've always been a Messi over Ronaldo guy, and this whole last year and a half with Ronaldo uh, proving that there's no I in team, I'm just done. I'm done with the whining and the look at me from Ronaldo trying to claim a goal that wasn't yours. It was a meaningless goal. Just claim it that was he's complaining about it. I guess does, does that conversation to... though, the Ronaldo versus Messi, remind you of the conversation with Oveshkin and Crosby too, where since Oveshkin's the flashier player and he has the eight hundred goals, it almost seems like that people put him on the same terrain with Crosby, losing sight of the overall complete game that Crosby has and that Messi has, I guess, 
in the in the soccer conversation? I mean, I don't. I think the Ovechkin Crosby thing is simply a thing because they came in together. To be honest, I think you sure. can. I think that legit. I don't know that anybody has ever called Ovechkin the best player ever. Right? I don't think anybody's ever said that because I don't think anybody thinks that. Um, Crosby has been at one point the best player in hockey. He's not anymore. I mean, Connor McDavid is. Uh, I don't even know where he's on a planet that we don't even we haven't even discovered yet. Um, it's it's frightening when you watch him. He just does whatever he wants. Um, but the legitimate conversation about who's the best of this generation uh, between Messi and Ronaldo. Ronaldo is a pure goal scorer. Messi is a better player. I think the better and, that, the big, and that's and that's why it reminds me of it. Where I think Ovechkin obviously is the better pure goal scorer. Crosby's the better player. It just seems like that when you talk about goals scored and such, that the overall complete game gets lost in it. And I'm glad the way you're talking about Messi, you're kind of shining light on these other things that he does that impacts the game. He's to me the conversation, and he's got to win this to have to be able to eliminate the well. He's never won a World Cup. Uh, the conversation is Messi and Pele. And I mean, I, as a kid, I watched Pele play for the Cosmos, and it was he was even beyond. The real Pele, but he was still next level great. Um, that to me is the conversation that I'm interested in hearing, not having, but hearing uh, when uh, hopefully when Messi wins the World Cup. Wow, we talked about World Cup soccer. I'm so excited. <laughs> hey, I don't even know this. Real quick, just just tell me who it is. Uh, who's do you have a a pro side that you root for? Or I'm sorry, are you a supporter of Josh? I, I'm not. I don't, no, no, I don't have, want to hear. I haven't picked, uh, picked the squad. It used to be Man United <laughs> when Ronaldo was playing there a long time ago, but since then I haven't followed it. It's close to the shiny object guy. Uh, Randy, you have a side <laughs> you uh, support? Uh, but, well, I've been getting into football manager on uh, my PC. So currently, my uh, look, I didn't know soccer until I found this football manager on Game Pass. I'm running Fleetwood FC in League One in England. We're a counterattacking 4-3-3. We're the fastest team in League One, the, the biggest, strongest center backs. We counterattack, we punch you, and we like to score goals. So now I'm kind of I'm kind of looking forward to France now. Or I mean uh, Argentina, because you know, we uh we're we're of the same cloth. Fleetwood right? FC in League One. I'm sorry, I blacked out. Yeah. Why not just go play Wrexham? Be Wrexham. Because it's too easy. You're down there in the National League. You have way more money than everybody else. Like, you can just buy and get out. Though that league Man, is incredible. They're in second place. Wrexham is second behind, uh, was it uh, uh, Notting Wood or something like that? Not, yeah, not yeah. Berry Farm. I don't know. Uh, they're making jelly, and they're uh, they're leading the, the National League right now. Four points clear, but uh, Wrexham AFC has a game in hand. Why do I know this? I'm, uh, I used to I'm, run Kingsland Town down there in the National League. Look at you. After five years of not getting out you. of the uh, to League Two, I, I just it was heartbreaking, but I had to just quit. So. Um, I'm still Man, mad. Look at, look at Adam. He's beaming. Like I'm we're still mad at him by talking about. I love this. I'm still mad at Dagon Red. Verlander in the match. I'm oh, still the mad daggers. at Dagon Red for uh, for drawing that final match a couple here's, years ago. Uh, here's how bad I am with soccer. I asked Aiden Haney, the men's coach at UNCW, I asked him for strategy for my National League team just to try to get out of the league because I have no idea what I'm doing. He's like, just get a big striker and hit crosses. That's exactly. That's what Oliver Palmer's about. 
That's why. Yep. That's why Wrexham went out and uh, and brought him in during the transfer window. All right, let me uh, let's talk a little Panthers here. Josh, are they making the playoffs? Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know? Yeah, Adam, it's not just if you gave the money to a planning team and they did good the first year. I mean, anyone can do good for one year, but it's a track record and it's a long-term accounts that are very important. We call that a financial fill-up strategy, Adam, and that gives you lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll put together for you, the listener, your very own total retirement plan. If you call right now. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. No. Why, why, is, why are you so dismissive? Because they're a 4-4 four and four football team under Steve Wilkes, 5-8 yeah. and eight on the year, and four of the five wins have come against the NFC. It's kind of like the San Francisco 49ers last night. Oh, can they be a Super Bowl contender? No, they're 8-2 and two against the NFC, 2-2 two and two against the AFC, and none of those eight wins or ten games against the NFC were against the two teams that matter, Dallas and Philadelphia. So... I don't think Carolina's even going to win Sunday against Pittsburgh because the only AFC team they've beaten is Denver this year. They're 0-3 against the AFC North. And Sam Darnold hasn't thrown a pick yet through the first two starts in Pittsburgh, mm. second in the NFL, in interceptions gained. It's, it just feels like it's a little too much too soon. Wilkes should still get the job. He I has agree. deserved that. And I think that's what this season really ultimately should be about not this long shot and i still think it is of winning the nfc south and hoping that tampa bay who i actually think has a good shot at home against cincinnati this sure. sunday of of winning the division i still think carolina needs to finish three and one and i they don't do. see that happening they have to finish three and one they're not going to finish two and two unless the uh i well i think tampa's just done but uh they that doesn't mean they can't win a game because it's the nfl and we've seen uh, anything happen. Uh, Randy, you want to uh, counter uh, Josh? <laughs> well, luckily for the Panthers, they play in the NFC, so that's very advantageous mm. for being dominant against NFC teams. Also, let the record show in early November <laughs> when the Carolina Panthers were getting waxed by my eventual Super Bowl champion, Cincinnati Bengals. I tweeted, the Panthers have a realistic shot of going 9-8. and eight. That was when they were, I believe, two and six or two and seven at the time. Lo and behold, here we are. They're playing a Steeler team that has given up. They people want Ben Roethlisberger back in Pittsburgh. Are you serious? They're asking <laughs> for Mason Rudolph. I know. The only game, the only game that's worth anything is they play Detroit, which should be a Sunday night football game. But this team has figured out who they are. They like to beat people up. Uh, I don't know how many interceptions uh, Pittsburgh gets but I know they throw a lot of them. And if you give Carolina the ball more than you should, they will beat you into the ground. They will hold on to the ball and they will somehow win that game. If Sam Darnold doesn't throw it, he can't throw interceptions. Um, and, and that's the thing. Like they, they've, they have 400 rushing yards the last two weeks against Denver and Seattle, who are five or six of the worst rush defenses in the league. Pittsburgh isn't great against the mm -hmm. run, but they're better than that. And Mike Tomlin's a defensive coach that, you know, he's going to force Sam Darnold to beat him. And when that happens, that's when the interceptions yeah, come. There is, that, that's what I think is going to happen. There is no doubt that there are no gimmies for the Panthers, and it has nothing to do with the opponent. It has everything to do with the Panthers. 
Um, but uh, the Steelers offensively are every bit the mystery that the Panthers are. I would even say more of a mystery because right now yeah. Pittsburgh's identity offensively is turning the ball over. That that is their identity. If that doesn't happen, if the if uh, if Mitch Rudolph or Mason Trubisky doesn't throw any interceptions, then they'll be fine. And and they have a good chance to win that game, but I don't have any faith that Pittsburgh's quarterback is going to be more successful. Not I'm not even going to hedge. I think Carolina, believe it or not, will win the quarterback battle, and then we'll see if they can create actual points. The real problem for the Panthers, and I've been talking about this, uh, you know, earlier in the week, is that I honestly do not know how Carolina moves the ball if they don't move it on the ground. And they still only have one receiving target. And I, we're, we're sitting here how many weeks into the season, and it's still just DJ Moore. And frankly, he's been you know relegated to uh, a supporting role because all they do is run the ball. Um, look, I, I don't, I mean, whether they make the playoffs or not, they must win this week. The Lions are really good. But the Lions aren't going to win out. So I actually think the Lions are going to beat the Jets this week. And the Lions have too far to go to make the playoffs. Um, even though that uh, that might also be a 9-8 and eight thing. Uh, but the Panthers don't have to worry about the wild card. They only got to worry about the division. And the Buccaneers, I think, are toes up. Um, all right, let us uh, let me ask one more thing. And I'll start with you, Randy. Give me a good reason why we shouldn't have like 80 bowl games. We should have 80 bowl games, and here's the thing. My philosophy on what we need to do to pick these games that aren't playoffs, because let's be honest, if it's not a playoff game, it doesn't matter. We should do a draw like they do in soccer tournaments because I would love to see Nick Saban's face when he finds out he's playing in the Holiday Bowl against Middle Tennessee. That would be a lot of fun to watch that broadcast. Draw lots. just of just drawing, yeah, drawing the lots of who you play in your bowl games. I would 100% watch that show. <laughs> uh, I'd like to see the face of the Middle Tennessee coach that just figured out you drew. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> that would be great. Here's here's my reasoning on this. Luke, Luke DeCock didn't, uh, didn't get on board with me here. I don't care. I am looking at this entirely from a player perspective. Mm-hmm. Going six and six, that's fine. You, that, you're bowl eligible, but why should I treat you as a player any different than the guy who practiced however many hours a week, played twelve games, and and you just weren't on a team that was that good? Why shouldn't you also get the same reward for your season? Okay, so you guys went three and nine. I mean, maybe you lost some tough games. Maybe you had some key injuries. But how about the coaches of those teams also getting practices so they can maybe improve? It bothers me, actually, when you think about setting it up for the teams that always do well to continue doing well. Why don't we let's find a city that has a as a, a suitable stadium. Let's do we go to Myrtle Beach. Do we still have a Myrtle Beach Bowl? Yeah. Right. Monday. Do, do you have a stadium in Wilmington, Randy? Uh, Legion Stadium, it would probably hold enough that would uh, Let's feature go. a 
a one-win team versus a three-win, you know, Perfect. Middle, mid-American conference team. Sure. Let's go to Wilmington, and then we'll all meet at the Kilwins <laughs> right there uh, off the corner of Front Street. Let's go to Boom Bilates. Let's support local Adam. Okay. No offense. It sounds it like this is the same boys. argument I've been hearing from basketball coaches who are totally not interested in having the incentives in their contract no, no, no. This to is make not... the NCAA tournament Look. or expanding the NCAA tournament. Hey, everybody, college experience. Come on, you should all make the tournament, right? I'm, I don't care about the the. If you're gonna put a, if you're gonna have a con- clause in your contract that you get a bonus for going six and six, then shame on the athletic director for giving you that bonus. Shame. Like, nobody should be... And by the way, that bonus is probably, uh, like, lunch. Uh, or, you know, a gift certificate to Kilwins, um, which is fine. I, 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 Kilwins is an assault on the census. Uh, I just think that, that the, uh, the the athletes deserve something for just completing a season. That's me. I care about the kids, Josh. You don't care about the kids. You don't care about the kids. Yeah, That's Josh Put it on my my headstone. Josh Graham doesn't care about the kids. Michael Jordan said something similar, apparently, but I can't say that. You'll be you'll be right next to Maradona. That's uh, I bet you Michael Jordan's a fan of Killwins. I bet you. Uh, there's got to be something about that. You and I are going to have to talk later at Josh Graham Radio on Twitter at rslack37 on Twitter uh, from uh, ESPN Wilmington Slack on Sports. Josh Graham Sports Hub Triad. Thanks, man. I appreciate you guys doing this. Always Thank a you. pleasure. All right, that was fun. That was fun. We couldn't get Randy apparently on uh, on video though, but that was good. Uh, Randy has other. He's a busy man. He has all sorts of things to do. Whew! I need a break. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc.